0: You're listening to the Packer Net Podcast Network.
1: Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down on the first man who is inside. We pull back. We tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows, he goes right by this and seals inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here. And try to run this play in the alley.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. We've got Ryan Schlipp from the Packernet Podcast online with us tonight. We've also got Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. And I don't know about you, fellows, but I am fired up, Ryan. We had us a joint practice today, didn't we, man? Yes, sir. And uh, we were talking offline. I, I just want to say congratulations to the, uh, the Cincinnati Beat Riders. They definitely did one heck of a job. Given us reporting on it. I can't say the same for everyone, but I just say Cincinnati did a good job covering it. Jacob, man, what did you think uh, just right off the bat, before we get into the details of offense, maybe a little offensive line talk, some defense, what stood out to you the most, man? Anything right off the top, just a, just a general takeaway?
3: Just basically uh, a little roadhouse session in the middle of the uh, practice today. Alton <laughs> Jenkins getting down and dirty. <laughs> There wasn't any sweet spin kicks, but there was some pretty good right crosses. It sounds like so.
2: Yeah, man, Elton just got out there and said, "Listen, guys, we gotta we gotta make sure this doesn't get out of hand early. So I'm gonna slap a couple people around <laughs> and uh, make sure we stay." Uh, Stay on target here. Zane, what's up, man? Appreciate you dropping into the chat. we got Zane in here with us. Let's do this, man. Let's waste no time. Let's talk about the offense today and how they performed in the joint practice. And got a little surprise for you fellows. We have got us some tape to go to here. You guys can see this, right? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. This first play, Jacob, you remember yesterday I was talking about Bunch Nasty X, right? Yep. You remember that? There it is. So look at it over here, man. You see the cluster, right? There's your Bunch. And I want you to focus on the left side of the screen here. Look who comes into the picture. That's Luke Musgrave. They had Luke Musgrave as the boundary X. As we roll it back right here, it's kind of hard to see right now. That is Tucker Craft. So we had 12 personnel bunch out of the bunch nasty X with Luke Musgrave playing the boundary X. And uh, I just want to, I'm going to roll it through once. I want you guys to see this snatch out of the air by Christian Watson. It's hand sketch here. Look at this. My man has been working on those hands. Dude. But there was just so much and you see right here on the backside, there you see Tucker Kraft coming in. Like like I was telling Ryan, it looked like a little uh, a little drive concept they were running. But look how big Tucker Kraft is. My God, dude. I'm all about it. Um, so I thought that was cool. You seen Luke Musgrave playing that boundary X. Um, we were talking about it last night, thought we'd point that out. Now, the next play, this is going to be a nine-route by Romeo Dobbs, and a couple things that I, I just want to kind of explain that, that that stood out to me here, and I was I was talking to Ryan about this offline. As you see Romeo Dobbs coming to the picture here in a second, I'm going to zoom in right here. I want you to watch Jordan Love's eyes. They're in single high man, and look how he looks the safety off the whole time. And this is 11-on-11 11 11 right here, guys. This ain't just seven-on-seven, seven, Right. Look at him hold the safety, hold the safety. Last second, he's going to bang that thing out of there. And look at this throw right here, boys. I mean, this is hmm. – you, you couldn't put it in a better place. Look at that. And, of course, my favorite part right here at the end, this corner. <laughs> <laughs> right there. We need that as a gif Right there. Over and over and over. But, again, man, that throw, that placement – Looking off the safety, these are the little things that we were concerned whether or not uh, Jordan Love could do right, and it, it is it's the it's the just the small things like that being able to look the safety off. Those are the things that I guarantee you he picked up on watching a guy win two you know back to back MVPs there in Green Bay. I'm so freaking excited, dude! This is this is what I wanted to see coming out, Ryan.
4: Yeah.
2: Another thing, so. They also had a 10-yard touchdown pass uh, to Watson on a corner route, it sounded like, Um, and Ryan Wood said it was just a a phenomenal throw. And then uh, another thing that kind of stood out to me with the information that came out of joint practices was uh, it sounds like Love, according to Love, he's going to be playing somewhere around two series on Friday night, Ryan. Um, What do you think, man? you think that will hold up? And just give me your general takeaways from the offense today. What stood out to you as far as following along today?
4: Yeah, I mean, so the, the two series, I guess, is good. I, I just made the comment, I, who knows what podcast, probably hasn't even been released yet, but uh, I think it was Packernet After Dark, there was a question about how much do you think they're going to play. And um, I said, you know, I, I don't think it'll necessarily be a full quarter, but I do think that they're going to play. So two series sounds about right. Obviously, me being selfish, I want them to just play the whole game. I just want to see this offense tear things up. But, no, I'm, I'm, one of the things that I thought about, I, I, I do think the deep ball accuracy with Jordan Love has been an issue. We haven't really seen that connection be very solid. I talked about a little bit how um, even if you look at last year, I think he was, I don't know, something ridiculous, like two of 13 on passes over 20 yards or something. But um, the other takeaway from that, though, is our guys are always open down the field, and they're always open in the middle of the field, and they're always open in the shallows. And there just seems to be a lot of opportunities to hit guys. It's just a matter of can we get the ball there. So, you know, I mean, it's we're just getting there, but with the defensive reports and the offense kind of looking like the the playmakers are getting open and making plays. You know, if we can get a couple things tightened up, man, I, I, you know, I know we're not supposed to get overly animated or excited about training camp, but I'm, I'm. I'm kind of there a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Same, man. Never been this excited about a practice for sure. Right. So, Pro in the chat said Musgrave is going to stretch the field so much, leaving splash pay- plays for Reed, Dobbs, and or Watson. It's funny you mentioned that, SoPro, Pro, because when me and Ryan were chatting offline, you know, we were like, okay, a linebacker got matched up on Christian Watson. How did that happen? Well, they were in 12 personnel and 12 personnel that triggered their base formation. Then you flex one of those tight ends, one of those two tight ends out to that boundary X, and you look up and go, okay, you got to make a decision here. you going to put a corner on Luke Musgrave on the boundary, or are you going to keep the corner inside on Watson? They chose to keep it in on Watson. Love recognized it. What did he do? He went to Watson across the middle and just burnt the linebacker up. Jacob, what stood out to you, man, um, on the offensive side of the ball today, Buck?
3: Yeah, I mean, a couple different things like the Musgrave a couple catches by Musgrave looked really good you can see his speed the way that he's very fluid when he catches the ball he's going to turn it up field. but I also saw that from Tucker Kraft a couple times which I know Ryan doesn't doesn't think that Tucker Kraft looks that good to be honest I don't I haven't seen it either but today at least sounds like he's been making steps I know that we saw a couple different um catches and practices prior where he started to kind of peek his head out of the sand and be like, Hey, I'm Tucker craft. Super cool, dude. Um, So now it's, uh it's good to see them taking steps. And it seems like the offense, they trust them a lot and I'm getting more and more comfortable with saying that Musgrave and craft are going to get, I would say equal, if not more time than Deguara, because I mean, I know they listed Deguara as the quote unquote fullback, but yeah, I mean, and if that's the case, too, I'm a little bit excited about that, to be honest, because Ndeguara was back yeah. with today just so everybody knows that. He was out for just a limited amount of time. Uh, Bakhtiari was in and out of practice, according to, I think, Pelicero or somebody else said that, that he was kind of in and out. Uh, one thing I did th- think was notable was that there was apparently a decent amount of drops again, and it seems to be a reoccurring issue that the wide receivers and the young tight ends do, not like a ton of drops, but enough where it's – it, where it makes love stat line not look as good as love stat line should look which is giving yeah. helping him in the way that they should in that aspect um and then i believe was that that pass to that nine route to dobbs is that the 51 yarder yeah yeah okay and that after that or whatever uh sam monson who i i like sam but he can be a snarky you know what every now and then he's <laughs> it seems like a really i i'd love to have a beer with it. like he's you know those guys you'd want to sit down and just you seem like they'd be cool and talk to you. He seems like he'd be one of those guys. But he said that uh, he made a tweet right afterwards. that said Romeo Dobbs, or he said the Romeo. Let me see if I can say it. the Romeo Dobbs. I can't do it.
2: You can't <laughs> do it. Nobody can. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he said the Romeo Dobbs thing is a real deal, not just in their own camp. Now he's doing it to other teams so uh, something along those lines um let's go I and, I like, it, and one one thing that was cool I would try to catch up watching as much video content because that's just I learned better watching the actual plays so I watched Boz I watched um like sideline scoop and with Boz's, uh, I think he showed it was one of those I think it was a quick inside slant to uh, Jaden Reed and his footwork looked really really great on it but it was really even more amazing if you like look past him there's Dobbs on the outside uh, boundary there, and he runs kind of like a delayed go route, and he absolutely just smokes the cornerback. He's got a good foot on him, yard. I would say a good yard on him, full stride. And like, it's, if you looked around at all the other Packers receivers at the moment that Love decided to throw that ball, they were all either had a step on him or looked like they were about to gain that that step on him. So, Definitely. you know, it was, it was a lot of 11-on-11s, some 7-on-7s, seven but all in all, I thought it was... Pretty cool. Good day. Yeah,
2: no doubt. And I believe Love finished five for eight with two touchdowns and one interception in the red zone. And I love that they they pointed out the one interception was actually on a screen pass, which I'm not concerned about at all. So that's, uh, that's, that's it was a cool.
3: bubble screen that he audibled into, though, which is a little bit.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, so, somebody else had said, I don't remember who it was. It might have been one of the PFF guys or whatever, but he had mentioned that he believed that there was a missed block because he said that shouldn't have been on the quarterback. Or right. the, the, I, I didn't quite understand it, but it was something to the effect of that. That's that generally is not the quarterback's fault. I think it
3: was Mike, Mike Hilton. I tried to look at some Cincinnati coverage, too, to see their spin on it, and it was like Mike Hilton doing Mike Hilton things. I've never heard of Mike Hilton, but apparently <laughs> he does Mike Hilton type things. He does, hey, does. There
2: you so, go. Zane in the chat said, is our game going to be live? To the best of my understanding, I, I think I heard that it's going to be live on NFL Network. I could yeah. be wrong, but uh, I think that's what I heard. Uh, regardless, though, I'm sure you'll be able to find a stream somewhere. Would, Go ahead, Dick. Would you get that? So I'm trying to I'm, – I'm dipping my toe in the water if I want to pay YouTube
3: any money for the uh, – don't they have game – or what do you call it? Not Game Pass. Um, Sunday ticket? Sunday ticket, yeah. Would you get your, your preseason games? Is that included in that
2: as well? I don't think so. I think that's a part How of many, NFL Plus. Oh, my yeah. God. How many subscriptions
3: <laughs> do I need to have?
2: Hey, man. Welcome to 2023, baby. They're going to milk you for all you got. That's the way it works. Um, let's see here. Let's move on to offensive line talk. Y'all cool with that? Yeah, um, sure. I know it uh, got a little chippy out there today, fellas. That's what it sounded like anyway, right? Um, I know Ryan is actually in this uh, uh, <laughs> in this live stream under the name Elton's Fist of Rage. And, uh, yeah, so let's just kind of start out there. Man, it sounded like a fight broke out once. Um, everybody got calmed down. Next thing you know, Elton – was uh was starting another fight, I, I, and I'm going to say it like that. I want us to be, I want us to have a little bit of bully in us. I really do. But we've actually got live footage of Elton during that fight. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Roadhouse. There it is. So, other than the fight breaking out, the thing that stood out to me about the offensive line guys was. I mean, when you've seen Jordan Love even at eleven on eleven, they're getting the ball out quick. It's like I was telling you, Ryan, offline, man. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna worry about making him sit in the pocket for three, four, five seconds. It's hey, look, three step drop, get the ball out, man. That that's that's really exciting to me. Are you feeling any better about this offensive line as we move forward? I know the snaps have been an issue, but just test your pulse real quick on the offensive line. Where are you at right now, man?
4: I mean, assuming those those five guys that I expect to be the five guys, um, I'm I'm happy about it because usually there's a ton of rotation. We're switching, and you don't know until week one who our offensive line is. I want five guys to be in those positions all training camp so that they're ready to go, and I want that to carry all through the season because there's just too much shuffling going on. We got good football players at all five spots, and um, yeah, there's some issues. There's a couple bad snaps or whatever, but. I just, I just think that this is our best five. I think it's a very good five, and I'm if, assuming it stays as it is. I'm, I'm really excited about it.
2: Definitely. What about you, Jacob? How you feeling about the O line, man? Uh,
3: o line, I feel great about. Like you said, um, I'm just excited they're getting after it and that they're getting mean, turning in a couple uh, brawlers and maulers. Um, specifically, it sounds like that Jenkins dropped Pratt on like either a, a crack block or something like that. Pratt got <laughs> back up after like. <laughs> gathering himself and he swung uh, swung on Elton and they kind of started that whole scuffle they broke him up. Um and I'm I, honestly like I'm cool with that. It sounds like the second one though that <laughs> that Elton straight up from my notes uh just kind of didn't want to listen to it from um I believe it was DJ Reader or something like that and then just clubbed him.
4: That's that. one of those that's, yeah, that's
3: walking off the field by by <laughs> <butkus>. <laughs> Like, all right, buddy. All right
4: that's one of those things where you're still fuming from the first one and somebody just looks at you wrong and you just swing at them.
3: (laughs) It's not even the same guy. It's like, right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Same, same look I get when I forget to take the trash out down here, Mandy shoots me at look across the living room. Like, dude, you better clean it up. You have no idea. (laughs) Knucklehead in the chat says Elton Jenkins is a dog like big dog, man. Hey, you need those those big hog mollies up front, man. You need those guys. That we talked about it last night, Ryan. Somebody asked a question, and I, I geeked out over it. I absolutely love the question. It said, who would you have get off the bus first? Who's that guy on the field or on the team? And and who I said was uh, was actually um, – I actually mentioned uh, our boy, God, Caleb Jones, right? Yeah. That's who I would have get off the bus first. Um, but Elton's probably not a bad one. That's for sure. Um elton is a dog i love you know the thing that stands out to me about elton too when i when i think of okay what's been his best performances do y'all remember when he shut down aaron donald that year like i mean just absolutely dominated right so the left side of that of that offensive line obviously is is stout and i'm feeling better about Bakhtiari every single day but the fact that they do have a little bit of dog in them, man that's uh that's what i want to see i you know and and You know, don't even don't even worry about talking, Jordan. Don't even worry about trying to defend yourself. You got Devondre Campbell going after Adam Schein, making fun of the Steve Harvey suit. You got we we ought to play that. We ought to pull that tweet up. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you got Elton Jenkins sucker punching people. Jordan Love just kind of hanging out in the back while everybody fights for him. I love it, man. I love it. So, uh, anything else on the offensive line before we move forward, fellas? Not for me. All right. Good defense. This is this is a tough one. It's a tough one because I'm trying to curb the enthusiasm. We know Joe Burrow was not out there, right? Yep. Um, so it, it was kind of like the uh, the substitute teacher was in-house, so we're going to do whatever we want today is what it felt like. Um. I've got a couple quotes from local – from the Cincinnati Beat Riders. And at Joe Goodberry said, quote, the Bengals cannot move the ball against this Packers defense. Another one was Paul Dinner, I think is how you say it, Junior? Quote, 11-on-11 11 11 was dominated by the Packers' D. Um, another one by at Joe Goodberry. Lucas Van Ness is a handful already. And then he later said in another in a tweet that they struggled to block Kenny Clark, too. It sounds like the defensive front is just all over the place. Of course, we've seen Rashawn Gary practicing on the sideline. He's looking healthy. He's looking good. Um, And the the big one for me, though, gang, and I'm excited about this on Friday night, Carrington Valentine had two pass breakups in the red zone again. Ryan, this dude's coming out of nowhere, man. And we were all excited about, uh, you know, Anthony Johnson Jr. Like, hey, if there's anybody in these latter round picks, it sounds like some of the people that we trust with their draft analysis was really high on that pick. I didn't hear hardly anybody talking about Carrington, and he, he seems to be the camp darling, right?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been going back and forth between Valentine and Valentine, and I feel like that's pretty well established right now. I mean, he was running with the ones, with Jair taking a seat. He was out there with the ones and and making plays at that, not just, you know, fill in and try not to die out there. You were the one making plays. So, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's kind of written in pen right now on my 53 is that, uh, that number three boundary corner.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Jacob, what about you, man? Defensive wise, did anything stand out to you? I know you were, uh, you were kind of studying Paul Brettel's article. What did, what did Paul say about defense? Did anything uh, pop? I mean, he just basically explained that he wants to look um,
3: at that backup edge, or I'm sorry, the safety uh, rotation. And he said that today there was a big healthy dose of Owens and Savage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Owens and Savage. And that was Mm -hmm. kind of the, the main guys that were rotating in there um and again like you talked about um the guy if it's not i, I had to do this quick today so it, it might not be the case but as far as ppf uh, pff says that jake browning was that the quarterback that we were facing today do you guys yeah.
2: know uh, no i can't remember. who was it i've seen the I name jake
3: browning i'm looking at just what they're uh they see he's the only other quarterback they had on their roster so i'm assuming it's him if it is him i mean that's him, either, that's him yeah Yep. Nope. He uh, hasn't ever thrown a pass, I don't think, in the NFL. He's been in the league since 2019, I believe. I think he's a quarterback out of Washington. So, like you said, I, I, as much as I, am the biggest homer, celebrate everything great. But today, I mean, I don't know. They said that the, that that, I think his name was Paul Denner Jr. Yeah, he finished that session of 11 verse 11. Bengals O, Packers D dominated, and he said. Uh, there was basically one good run by Mixon, and uh, a good pass to Boyd up the seam, but he said, otherwise there's absolutely no space in the passing game. And it's like, yeah, I hope so. Cause <laughs> right. All right. that guy has never <laughs> thrown a pass. He got drafted by the Vikings, I believe too, in 2019, never saw the field. So that, you know, it's exactly what it should be. Like I talked about, it was, we took care of a guy that we should have taken care of. So this is another one of those weird steps in this Packer offseason where it's like, we, you don't know, like you kind of know, but you don't know. It's like with everything with Jordan Love, it's one step forward, two steps back. You kind of don't know. The only other thing that I thought was highlighted, uh, that I'll highlight that was noteworthy, obviously Rashawn didn't play today, but he was practicing on the sideline. Wes Hodquitz had a quote. He said that while the whole 11 on 11s were going on, the seven versus sevens, he said he estimates that Gary may have ran six to seven yeah. miles doing gassers, just watching. I, I equate it as to like, have you ever left your dog in like a fenced-in area and like you go outside for a while and they just, as they watch you waiting for you to come back, they just pace back and forth and they're like, when are you coming? It's like Gary watching to wait if he can get back into the game. He's just like, let me in. I swear to God, if you open this gate, I'm coming in at you. like. And I just love that.
2: Definitely, definitely. Philip in the chat says, Valentine is my guy. I hope he plays uh, plays to his ability. And I didn't know this. This is good information here. Sopro said, Mel Copper said during the draft that he expected Valentine to be gone by the fourth. So, obviously, great value there with that draft pick. Uh, Philip in the chat asked about TJ Slayton. Um, he said, how did TJ Slayton do today or how is he progressing? I did hear someone asked one of the Tennessee beat riders, hey, how, how did Devontae Wyatt look? And uh, he basically made it sound as if they hadn't heard his name all day long. You know, um, TJ Slayton, did, did you guys hear anything on him, Brian? No. Neither, no. which that's probably a good thing because that nose tackle, you just want him standing in the middle and, and taking up space, occupying two, uh, two gaps, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if they had mixing out there or not. But, um, yeah, we uh, probably need to dig a little deeper into that. Um, let's see here else in the chat. back. Go Elton. <laughs> I love it, dude. Elton punches anything that resembles a like button. <laughs> hey, Daniel, you know, send a little Morris code there saying, listen, hit that like button, fellas hit subscribe for us. If you don't mind, Jacob, what else you got in your notes there? Big dog.
3: No, it's just uh, the Paul Breddle from dairyland Check him out. He's great. He did talk about going into Friday and going basically into the practices, what his main takeaways, and what his battles that he's going to be looking at will be. I think a lot of them are pretty obvious. One of them would be – I shouldn't say obvious. One of them that I think is really, really intriguing is the interior defensive line. Um, like we've talked about, Devontae Wyatt, obviously we have Kenny. But the 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 Carl Brooks and the wooden hype, like we have to see if that's real. Again, we've been going against the same group of people, the same restrictions, the same – you know, it's, it's very – patty cake when you're going against guys that shit, you go and you go to the locker room together and then you you know it's you, you leave the place it's not like actual battle so to see that kind of if that's real if that hype is real i really want to see that and they're probably going to get a lot of playing time i would imagine and then the right tackle to center battle because the only reason he says battle is whether or not basically what what position is zach tom going to play and which other pieces fall as they do and and all that kind of stuff like you talked about Jordan Love, it sounded like Matt LaFleur said. He's not quite sure how much he's going to play, but he's probably going to play. Is that kind of the gist of it?
4: I yeah. don't know, Ron. What do you think? Yeah, that, I mean, that was the last that I saw is, is they're leaning toward he's going to play. But, yeah, I don't know how solidified that got. So you'd assume that means that
3: if he's going to play any snaps, whatever the snaps are, that he'd basically have the quote-unquote number one offensive line in front of him. So I'm interested to see what that offensive line looks like. I would assume they're not going to play Bakhtiari no matter what the situation is. That would be my thought. But if that's the case, then do they just slide Yash to left tackle? Do they let – I mean, that's another interesting – That's a great question. Because if you see, you know, it's a clear game – or it's a a clear indication as to what would happen if Bakhtiari isn't available for any of these games. So that's a question I want answered. Um, And then he also talked about – the third running back, which we've we've went into, and in again safety. But what I'd add into that is I'm really excited to look at the backup edge situation now that Gary is showing signs that he's ready to go. I'm, I'm I hate to say it, but if Brenton Cox Jr. doesn't make this team, I don't know, man. I'm He'll be in the- i in the process. will be all right. All right. Well, and then otherwise it'd be the wide receivers six and and or seven. You know, who knows what's going to happen there. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things that are going on, and it feels like it's moving at a snail's pace, but at the same time like way faster than we can actually cover because each day it's just a lot of – it's 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 like a dog's life. If Every day is like seven days kind of thing.
2: <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Jeff in the chat says, I'm having this reoccurring nightmare that Green Bay would not keep Tyler Goodson on the 53-man roster and instead keep Patrick Taylor. Kyle Shanahan will pick up Goodson and make him a stud reserve. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Any- Anybody that they put in that backfield in San Francisco seems to pop, man. It's just, it always blows my mind. Which, have they got the, what are they doing with Trey Lance? I got to ask you, Ryan. Like, what, that, that's a freaking debacle out there with that. I mean, I know they've got too many quarterbacks is better than not enough, right? But, um, I don't think they consider Trey Lance as a, a legit option, man.
4: I, I have to assume they're hanging on for dear life, just hoping that something, you know, somebody at some point he turns a corner. But it doesn't sound like that's happening. Um, I, I think, you know, that Shanahan was real excited about him. I still remember when they were talking about, he, you know, he was on the, the flight back and immediately he's got his pen and paper and he's drawn up all the stuff you can do with a quarterback like that with his athleticism. And, but I think the overlooked aspect is the dude can't throw a football, you know. Yeah, you can do cool. Like Shanahan, I'm sure, could do some wizardry with a quarterback like that as far as his mobility. But he is just a, a, an absolute disaster of an actual quarterback in terms of throwing the football.
2: Definitely, Jacob. What do you think, man? Our quarterback position. I don't know, man. I I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it now, man. You you see out there in San Francisco, especially with Brock Purdy. Like for everybody to just pretend like Brock Purdy's arm is going to be perfectly fine. I know that's the reports right now, but dude, if he goes down, who else have they got out there? Is it Sam Darnold? Am I thinking wrong? Yeah, yep.
3: Sam Darnold. scoff at Sam Darnold. <laughs> scoff. I don't really. I don't like Sam Darnold. Um- I know this.
2: <laughs> They ain't got no Magoo. They hey, sure ain't got no Magoo.
3: according to – I think it was Ryan Wood who said that he had maybe the best pass of the whole day.
4: Yeah, that's comforting.
3: That's – I was going to say that kind of no. <laughs>
2: Yeah. All right, Jeff in the chat says, with how many edge players we have, is there any chance that Preston Smith or JJ and Igbari would be traded? I am not hoping this happens. Just wondering your thoughts. Uh, I don't, man. I don't. I You know, that edge position – is one of those positions I feel like Ryan, that's a, it's a premier position. You know, it's that tier one of importance you can never
4: have too many edge defenders, right? If we have five premier pass rushers, that's the best possible thing. (laughs) Aside from (laughs) Jordan love being great. I don't know that there's a better thing than, than five elite pass rushers that you can just keep revolving over and over and over again. And you got pressure nonstop. Plus guys that can go on the inside. I mean, if you start getting to uh, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah okay we'll start talking about trading some of these guys away or something but no uh, there's no way uh, Preston I think Preston will I'm I'm leaning toward I think that dude might retire here um, which will be pretty cool and uh, JJ's just getting started
2: definitely definitely
4: um, I, I have to point
2: this out because maybe you guys can confirm it since we're talking about other quarterbacks too on other teams right um, this guy Smitty right on uh, or maybe maybe it's a female I don't know on Twitter said we cannot in all caps believe Justin Fields has already thrown 21 interceptions in training camp that's what happens when you have a running back at quarterback and then the next person said Justin Fields has been throwing interceptions in practice and no one mentioned it on Twitter like, is that true, Ron? Do you do you I have a tally going in there next to the I
4: wedding? I saw that and I was like, that's way more than I thought. I figured he was probably at like 12, 13 or something, which is still astronomical. I right. dug as hard as I possibly could. I couldn't find that anywhere. I saw, I looked for his quotes, everything. I actually went to Iberflus's press conference. He didn't say anything according to what that quote said. So I do think that that's fake. But you're right about the, the second part. This dude has thrown a ton of interceptions. I, I, like two weeks ago, Uh, Russell Wilson was getting busted out for um, throwing five picks. Justin Fields in the last like four days had thrown six. So um, he, yeah. So he and and I've been tweeting that stuff on out there, like you know, again, just trying to get them to say like, hey, why don't you talk about the interceptions? How many has it been? They're like, oh, nobody knows the number. I'm like, you're so full of crap. (laughs) They know the number. You're just not saying what it is. But I, I I would, I would be willing to bet he's in the double digits already. So and and that's the thing. They're trashing. Our quarterback, 24-7. So people can piss and moan about minding your own business. No, no, no. I'm going to go back to every (laughs) single day. I'm going to count every single interception, and I'm going to keep a tally, and I'm going to throw it in your face. Every single time you talk about an overthrow, where Jordan Love overthrows a pass by this much, I'm going to show that your guy has 12 interceptions, probably more than everybody else in the entire NFL right now. So (laughs) I don't think it's 21, but he has thrown a massive amount of interceptions. Okay,
2: right, you got to, you got to it. it up.
4: Go first ahead, of
3: Dick. all, it's a lie that they don't know how many interceptions they have. Oh, I tuned to in to ESPN this morning at four thirty when I turned on. Every morning when I get to work, the first thing I do is I turn on the TV and I blast ESPN, even though it sucks. But I just want <laughs> that that you know that noise with sports on. And this morning I laughed because I turned it on and as like the fuzz, you know, or like as it got clear, it was like. Baker Mayfield's thrown nine interceptions in practice so far. Blah, 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 blah. So if they're tallying Baker Mayfield's right. interceptions in Tampa, you and mean, know we, that, we somebody else, else in Chicago.
4: Right. Yeah, everything's being tallied. And by the way, they know every single – they, they they made highlight reels of every incomplete pass of Jordan Love. And you are you don't know how many interceptions your guy's thrown. You're so full of crap. You know exactly. And, and then the other thing that annoys me, As soon as he throws a pick, at least Packer fans are somewhat rational. Like, he throws a pick, and it's like, oh, crap, man. You know, that's not super great. But when they throw a pick, it's like, dude, this defense, bro. That undrafted undrafted free agent, he's going to be so good. Like, you guys are such idiots, man. That guy sucks. You have the 32nd-ranked defense in football, and this guy's not even going to start on that 32nd ranked defense in football. And and he just picked off your quarterback for like the second time today. So no, this has nothing to do with how great your defense is, you morons.
2: Uh, I think I found it. I finally found it. All right. Jacob, say something funny, dude. I gotta I gotta get this in here for us. I found the interception from from I guess it was yesterday, maybe.
3: Oh, uh, I just I one thing that i did want to actually comment on that i give me a second now is the fact that van s apparently uh i can't remember who who was it was that tweeted it but it said van s beat carmen inside again yeah like apparently he was just ruining this dude all day so that whole we just have too many little pieces oh oh, here we go we got
2: here i just just added it to the list here let's see if we could snake it down i may have to uh refresh here (laughs) (laughs) jeff machete says
3: are the bears about to join the big ten Probably spanked every year. All right, here you
2: go. Look at this. It's, it's kind of far away. I don't have it in my program where I can zoom in, but let's see it here. Look at this. Three-step drop. Let it roll. Uh. <laughs> there you is go. <laughs> let's watch it again, shall we?
4: Is it is it skipping on you guys? It's not even playing for it's me. It's playing. It's just frozen. For real?
2: It's playing like crazy on mine. I need to eat on the, the screen Uh. Castify. I'll take care of that here in a second. But it's uh yeah, it's uh it's a pretty one, I'll say that. Let's Is that
3: see yarder to Dobbs. What's that? Is that the 51 yarder to Dobbs?
2: No, let me try to reshare it. I'm trying to get to Twitter. Let's see here. <laughs> Tell me if you see Twitter now. Do you see that?
4: Yep. Yes. All right. Tell me if it plays. There we go. All right. Watch this right here. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. Beautiful drop, great mechanics.
2: It's kind of far away, I know, but watch it roll here. Look at this—he's got his guy beat. Why
4: yeah. are you hanging it up there? <laughs> my my favorite thing about that pick and that video. There was some, so some people are saying, "Oh, great throw by Jordan Love—that that big touchdown throw, right?" And some Bears radio guy comes on and he's like, "Every quarterback in the NFL can make that throw." And some Packers <laughs> guy posted this video and said, "Apparently yours can't."
2: <laughs> <laughs> gold, absolutely oh. gold. I love it. They make it so easy. Somebody was messaging me earlier in the DMs, and they were they were sending video after video of uh, of Justin Fields' horrible throws, and he was like, was "And, and the Bears, I'm the guy. You need to send that to me." <laughs> And the bears fans i mean every single time the bears fans were just you know like making excuses just absolute right. denial all right let's get back to the chat here boys we've uh we've gawked over the the picks in chicago long enough let's see here we have philip in the chat said no keep all four edge guys one gets tired bring in the next at 100 mile an hour you know that was the thing we talked about got about a 35 percent rotation rate when it comes to bringing in a you know edge defenders basically they're they're going to rotate on man I mean it happens quite a bit that's what really gets me excited think of Preston Smith just leaning on a left tackle all day long right and then all of a sudden he needs a breather and you bring in Lucas Van Ness just smack him right. right in the mouth that's that's what you're looking for right
4: Right. I mean it, it's similar to what we got with uh Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon you know Aaron Jones is just grinding people and the defense is getting tired and then you get more or less a fresh A.J. Dillon just beating you over the head, and the defense just gassed. So, yeah, it's kind of the same concept from the other side. These tackles are going to be gassed. Our guys are going to be fresh.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Philip in the chat says that's how the uh, the great Ravens defense did it with their backups were good. I mean, it's it's, it's important true. to have those rotational guys for that sure. That was hilarious
4: when we got him. He was a backup. I was going <laughs>
3: to <Yeah>. say, um, <laughs> Ravens, Ravens and the Steelers, they seem like they have a constant rotation going at that edge.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And they have since like the nineties, man. Since right. the
4: nineties. They've had good defenses since the nineties too. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All right, we got a caller on the line. We got Tim in Green Bay. Tim, how you doing, Bubba?
0: Fellas, how's it
4: going?
0: Doing up, good. Tim?
2: We're just sitting here, you know, just gawking over practice and uh, Justin Fields interceptions, but what are you into? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I, is is this true? 21? Did we say 21 picks?
2: Listen, Tim, listen to me. Can we Brian. average
0: that out over how many practices they've had so far? How many picks per day is that?
2: Ryan said it isn't true, but we're not going to let the truth get in the way of a good story. All right, so, anyway. <laughs> We are going to
3: start acting like the real media, darn it.
2: Yeah. No, no. Come on now.
0: Speaking of the media, though, I got to I got to give Ryan his props, man. I I heard your pod earlier today, and I I really respect what you said about, uh, you know, the Packers and uh, how they deal with. (laughs) Well, or don't deal with us fans. And uh, I thought some of your ideas were genius, man. Like we should put a think tank together and try and pitch the team on this because, you know, you were talking about the draft and. You know opening up a media row area kind of for for podcasters like yourself and and you know giving fans a little bit of a chance to uh be heard rather than seen um i think that was great man and you know i really respect what you said who who's to know we do we as packer fans tend to take it for granted our our you know with our history and our love for this team but you know the generations are getting younger and younger And as as we progress over the next few decades, you know, there's no guarantees in life other than death and taxes. So, I mean, (laughs) it would be nice to see them make a make at least somewhat of a step in that direction. I don't know. I don't know if if that's even possible, but I just wanted to give you a big salute on that, man. That needed to be said today.
4: I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you don't want uh, Packers fans to be this group of us in our sixties sitting in a bar talking about the glory days and all the young people thinking that, you know, people in Wisconsin, you know, they've moved on to basketball and baseball because in Wisconsin, nobody likes football anymore. I mean, again, like, like you said, there's no guarantees. So the Packers do need to do a, uh, I think a better job of making sure that you don't take the fans for granted.
2: Definitely. Very well said, man. Tim, what was your, uh, what was your big takeaway from practice today, man? Have you been following along?
0: I've been doing my best. I've been a little busy, but, uh, I definitely, uh, I absolutely love hearing about the, uh, the chippiness that took place today, especially with Big E. Um, you know, he's, <laughs> and I, I love, I love him, man, because he's, he strikes me as the kind of kind of guy like I am, man. Like, I don't, I don't start nothing, but I'll go <laughs> ahead and finish it for you. If you want me to, you know, and and uh, I I just love it. And you know it's still early and first joint practice right away. Lo and behold, we've already got a a, a scrum. And uh, I just think it's great. I think it's good for both teams. Really, I mean it's you're you're kind of waking up that football soul this time of year. So that when you're rolling into week one, you're firing on all cylinders. So it's good to see uh, our guys, especially on that old line, man. Taking taking no nonsense. I love that. But um. Really what stuck out to me is is again what Ryan said earlier just a few minutes ago about, you know, when it comes to this O-line, we need consistency. And I guess my question to you guys would be how, how long do you think it will take before we really see that? Do you think it's like more towards the end of the preseason? Do you think it's, you know, like when are we going to really find out, find out who, who those guys are going to be on that line and where they're going to be playing?
2: Well, I mean, I think we start with what do we know for sure, right? We know Bach at left tackle. We know Jenkins at left guard. Center as of right now, Ryan, I think we feel safe saying it is Josh Myers right now, right?
4: As of now, yes. Bye-bye, yeah. bye, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: got, you got Runyon at right guard, and you've got um, Zach Tom at right tackle. That seems to be how it sits right now, right? So if Tom does take the center position away from Josh Myers – I mean, I would be real, if I if I had to put money on it, Tim, I'd say that's not gonna happen. Um, if it does, then you're gonna throw Yosh in at right tackle and it's gonna be Tom there. And and then at that point, do you go, Okay, let's let's put Myers in at right guard and set Runyon? I, I think they like Runyon, don't you agree, fellas?
4: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: I, yeah, yeah. A, I do too. <laughs>
2: yeah. So the way it sits right now, man, it's it what it comes down to is does does your offensive line, you know, does it does it improve by by benching Myers it really it, it's not so much about Tom versus Myers as it is Myers versus Josh right and i think when it comes down to it like you've pointed out so many times Ryan i mean Myers is a good pass blocker it's you know it's the the line calls and the snap issues is what we're most concerned about i guess uh, you could say but to answer your question man i wish i wish they'd make a decision this week and say hey here's our starting five now you guys go out and and put all put all those practice reps into creating, you know, just just a, a little bit better chemistry for those five. But I don't know, Ryan, when do you think the decision will be made, man?
4: Well, I, th- I don't think they're going to do anything official, you know, until the season starts, but you know, they'll keep tweaking it. But I, I think they, my instinct is they have a pretty firm belief that the, the five that we've seen is the five, but they're not just going to give up on it. They want to keep seeing things. They want to keep trying things. It's also good just for, you know, backups and stuff like we were just talking about before. If Bakhtiari doesn't play, who's going to be left tackle? What do we do in these situations? What if, you know, what if one of the things that I don't think we've even really considered is is it, maybe it's not as much a competition at center as it is. What happens when Myers goes down? What do we that do? M- maybe maybe that's when we switch Tom into center and then Yash goes over to right tackle. Or do we put in Hansen? Because we know we don't really like Hansen very much. I mean, as a person, I'm sure he's great, but I don't think we want him playing football is all I'm saying. But, um... You know, I I, I think they're going to keep playing with it. They're going to keep seeing what where what these combinations – that's that's the point of this. We, we play with these combinations and see how it goes, but um, I don't think anything will be official until we actually get out there and play. But I think it's semi-official right now.
2: Definitely. All right, Um. so Pro in the chat says, should we be worried about the bubble screen that was called at the three-yard line, or do you think he was just testing limitations? I mean, there's really no way to know. But, you know, like I've said, don't be surprised if not much changes about – how the game's called on offense. You know, it's obvious they're trying to work DeGuara in at fullback now so you're going to see a little more true 21 personnel like I had mentioned yesterday. 21 personnel last year 90% of the time was was literally our pony package with AJ Dillon and uh and Aaron Jones in the lineup. That's that's not what we're talking about with 21 personnel like what San Francisco does. Um so to answer your question, man, yeah, they could be. They could be testing limitations so pro um, I hope they are. I'm with you guys, man. I don't, I don't want them to be playing around with RPOs um, inside the five yard line like we have, you know, the last couple of years. It caught up to us last year, you know, in Detroit when Aaron, you know, concussed the the Detroit defender by hitting him right in the forehead with the football. Right, that was that was an RPO. And sometimes when you see these bubbles, sometimes that's an alert at the line, meaning the quarterback comes to the line, he looks over there, he sees the hat count in, in our favor, and, and they could be sugared. They could be sugar in that hat count, right? Which means when he takes the snap and comes up and fires that ball, they baited you, uh, and uh, that, that type of stuff happens. So I'm going to chalk it up to limitations, but what do you think, Ryan? Do you think they're going to get away from uh, some of these RPOs and bubble screens, or how, what's, what's your feeling on that? And Jacob, too, man, I want to get your take on that.
4: I mean, it. I think it all comes down to making Jordan Love comfortable. I, and I don't know what direction those things are. I mean, you know, I, I, on some level, that is the easiest way to get a completion. And then you lean on your guys to make a play after the fact. Um, but also it can tend to be a complicated play. So I, I don't know. I think I think, again, we're, we're going to try different things, different combinations, see how they go. But I think when season or when, you know, uh, the first week rolls around, a lot of it is just going to be let's run what makes Jordan Love look the best. Right, whatever it is that that makes him comfortable gets him into a rhythm, and uh, get the completions. And again, we got a bunch of yards after the catch, guys. So how that translates to what we do down at the goal line, I don't know. But um, maybe this is an indication that this was a bad idea, and we won't do that again. So let's <laughs> we'll see.
2: It. Jacob, what what about you, bud? You like you liking these RPOs and these bubbles inside the five, man? Uh,
3: I just think it's a like Ryan said, it's more situationally. Like maybe don't try them and stupid situations um it sounded like too that I, I don't know if i'm maybe reading too much into some certain tweets that i read but it's x's that i kind of am never going to use that um it, it sounded like that it, it looked very telegraphed and that this mike hilton jumped it before it even really fully developed so like maybe it was a, a trying to work a play that the guys weren't very comfortable in and they just like i said telegraphed it to the point where the corners were like oh this is about to happen let me jump it quick you know I've read a comment in the, in the in the comment section that's like, you know, the reason that we do this is uh, for preseason and for practice, to get all these bugs out. We're kind of throwing balls we would not throw. Aaron Rodgers was notorious for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Throw, yeah. That's one thing that I will say. Take the the Baker Mayfield, the Justin Fields, throwing how many interceptions. Justin Fields probably is an indication more that he actually thrown thrown in, uh, interceptions, but if you have more of these quarterbacks that have shown that they can do – certain things in the regular season right now all they're doing is just they're getting bored they're starting to do trick shots <laughs> you know what I mean they're keeping it yeah. interesting it's it's that's all it is in my opinion
2: so got it Tim you get anything else before we let you go buddy anything else that stood out to you man I thought it was a fun practice following along on Twitter
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I guess one last comment would be, I'm with you, Clayton. Uh, You were talking about confidence in our QB room uh, compared to some of these other teams, especially these teams to the south of us that like to talk a lot, despite never having a good quarterback in my lifetime. But anyways, um, (laughs) uh, I would say that uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward going into this first preseason game, looking at this whole roster from from the bottom to the top and looking at those names and really seeing who's going to go out there. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Magoo sling it, man, because I've, I've seen it uh, in person. Um, he's actually really fun to watch. He really is, and uh, I think he's got a hell of an arm. I think Clifford's got a decent arm, and you guys all know how I feel about Jay Money. So uh, I feel great about this quarterback room, so I'm totally co-signing that, Clayton. I think it's going to be a great year for us, and uh appreciate you guys having me on, man. Go Pack Go.
2: Yeah, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for calling in, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, Take absolutely.
0: Care. Take care, guys.
2: That's Tim in Green Bay. I, I mean, I got to I gotta agree with him. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Clifford. That's the one I'm looking forward to watching. Right? And, you know, the fact that Jordan kind of spilled the beans and said he's probably going to play a couple of series, that's just awesome on the cake. But um, there's been a lot of buzz around Sean Clifford. Especially with this two-minute, you know, ability to move the ball in two-minute drills, things like that. We got some Bears fans been dropping in here lately, Ron. This is kind of cool. It's, it's really it's flattering just knowing that they ain't got a podcast worth a damn. They got to come in here and, uh, and listen to ours. It's pretty neat. Uh, he says, uh, "E Russ says Bears definitely beating Green Bay this year." And when they do multiple laughing emojis, that's that's how you know they're rattled. That's, that's the best part. And then of course Jeff comes back with the best comment, he says, "Are the Bears joining the Big Ten? There oh, you go there you go goose yo the goose is loose how about that jenkins clap back we actually i told you man we got footage of it bub here it is
3: roadhouse
2: wouldn't it be hilarious if when i finally get hit with a copyright strike it's gonna be playing roadhouse from family guy <laughs> That'd be great roadhouse yeah. goose i cannot I can't say the other comments you had there, buddy. I don't know why you do that. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Chad says, why not? Everybody else is joining the big 10. Let's see here. Philip in the chat says, man, can someone tell Jordan to add mustard seeds to his practice balls? It'll help him build power to his arm without killing his accuracy, deflate a ball, add the seeds, separate them equally add air i'm not sure what that is ryan that sounds like a conspiracy there or something
3: voodoo witchcraft stuff, right there
4: (laughs) yeah i think i think you use that ball to hit those birds that are suspended in the air i don't know if you've seen that but that's that's what that's for
2: gotcha got it all right we got emilio in tennessee on the line emilio how you doing bub Emilio,
4: good fellas how are you
2: uh we're doing great man you uh you've been keeping up with this joint practice today I didn't I was so I was I was, try- I was just trying to
5: chime in there just to see what what you guys were talking about because I've been I've been bu- busy all day
2: gotcha gotcha what was your takeaway from practice man uh you know if you've uh, if you followed along any at all I know seemed like Jordan had a pretty good day um we we showed a couple clips him hitting Christian Watson hitting Romeo Dobbs we're seeing Luke Musgrave flexed out the, at the boundary um pretty exciting stuff uh what do you want to talk about, man? What are you excited about? Oh, I'm
5: definitely excited about that. Um, I, I am excited to see what kind of happens with the run game. Uh, once we actually get into the game, I know we're not going to be running it forever, but I was itching when I saw that I formation in practice on uh, family night. But um, then just uh, just seeing, you know, how, how their rookies are going to kind of compare to ours, but they got Miles Murphy over there on the edge and, and kind of see what, you know, Lucas Van Ness and him are, you know, doing, uh, you know, compared to each other, and I'm just – I was listening to uh, one of your pods the other day, Clayton, and I was just thinking about when Vince Lombardi's talking, you know, what is going to be our lead play in the offense sort of thing? You know, where where are we going to drive from moving forward with, with this young team? That's that's about it.
2: Got you, man. Cool. Well, I know how I'll answer that question. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a play called drift, right? It's a concept called drift, and um, it, it's essentially a play-action boot where you have – kind of like what we showed earlier, Ryan, and you've seen it all camp where you've got kind of a high low read and it's more of a drive concept coming across the field. Typically typically you got a climb or a crosser and you got an underneath safety valve and you got a drag off the backside. So you're attacking three levels of the field. Now sometimes what they'll do on the play side, on the boot side, is they'll have a deep comeback, right? They'll get the corner to commit, and then you've got three windows to throw the ball in on that side of the field that you're boot actioning to. Now, sometimes they'll just send that guy on a nine route and stretch the field. You come out of the boot. If the nine's there, plant your feet, let that thing roll. But to answer your question, it's going to be some kind of a drift concept similar to that. I think you're going to see a lot of play action boot, Ryan. What do you think, man? I I think Jordan's going to surprise people with his legs. I really believe that.
4: Yeah, I mean – I. Again, that's more of a you question, but um, I I do think they're going to be adding in a lot more flair, you know, as opposed to, you know, back in the day, there's like the staples. There's Aaron Rodgers has got these things that he likes to do. And I think you're going to have to get a little bit more creative with Jordan. You know, he's got a little bit more limitations. He probably doesn't have as big of a playbook. So, yeah, you you start using some of those things and you start leaning a little bit more on uh, Matt LaFleur to make sure that guys are getting open and and, uh, Rodgers and Jordan's got some some open guys to throw to. How exactly that looks, I don't know, but I do think that's the emphasis: is rather than putting the team on Rogers, it's going to be Matt Lafleur and and the rest of these guys saying we got to make this a little bit more easy for our quarterback.
2: Right. Got it, Jacob. What do you think, Bub?
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just a little distraught. I can't help but read the comments while you guys. <laughs> I know
2: you're the worst. At it, <laughs> <not though.
3: laughs> I'm trying so hard, but this one heretical game says, "Doesn't Ryan want us to be more like?" bears fans so i'm just going to delusionally all in on everyone jonathan garvin's going to walk out of the field in week two after a new contract and get four sacks
2: yeah out of money milio i can't this things off the rails dude. <laughs> What else you got for us man
5: not much not much though uh, <laughs> so just glad to check in and glad glad that you know it's coming around and friday's what two away it's coming
2: yeah Two more sleeps, baby. Two more sleeps. Hey, mm-hmm. make sure you call in Friday night, man. We wanna we wanna get your take on the game on the postgame show, all right?
5: Definitely. Appreciate it, fellas.
2: All right, man. Have a good night, bub. Yeah,
5: you too.
2: That was Emilio in Tennessee. Love that guy, Ryan. He got on here the other night, man. He started talking some X's and O's, dude. He was talking <laughs> calling out running back signals and and oh I, I was I was fired up. I'm like, I feel like I'm boring people with this chalk talk sometimes, but it's nice to get people in that that geek out over that stuff too. Um, Jeff in the chat says, "What is Jonathan Owens bringing to the table that now has him with the ones?" Ryan, this is my question for you, man. Um, I, I kind of feel like Rudy Ford's a lock for that top safety spot. Maybe this is their way of saying, "Hey, look let's let's give Owens the better look. Let's sit Ford, you know, back in the shadows a little bit. We know what he can do." Do you, do you think there's some of that going on, or do you think it could be Jonathan Owens and Darnell Savage?
4: I don't I mean even the way the question is asked is is exactly my question how did he rise through the ranks so fast I mean I get it as far as levitt he's a special teamer um so it's kind of there aren't a ton of great options but i mean he he is the very clear and, and part of my skepticism is cuz the guy just really was not very good last year but we've seen this before guys come up they're free agents they get they didn't necessarily have great past careers and they they kind of thrive so i wouldn't put it past Maybe he is walking past Rudy Ford a little bit. Um, it could be what you were saying. They're just giving him a legit shot at, at the ones to see if he's that guy. We do need to find a backup safety that can come in in the case of injury, not just a special teamer back there. But, I mean, I mean he is far and away the very clear number three, and I, I think there is a legit chance that um, they might be looking at him to possibly usurp Rudy Ford.
2: Got it. And This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with it right here. John Benson, thank you so much for the super chat, man. We really appreciate it. He said, love this pod. Thanks for all you do. How do you feel about the safety room? Uh, the compass is cool. Uh, I'm sure he means competitions cool. It brings the best players out. But the best player might not have the talent to hold down the back end. Thoughts? Um, yeah, man, It's uh, that's definitely the, the way that they approached it, right, Jacob? They looked at the offseason and said, you know what? Um, you, you lock Savage in on that that fifth year option, and you go, let's bring several people in, let's scattershot a bit and create a little bit of a competition. And that's what you're getting. Uh, you know, whether we have a decent safety room or not this year, John, one thing's for sure, you're going to get the best out of all of these players because they're playing for their football life, every one of them. You know, like Andy Herman pointed out on the pod one day, we had him on as a guest, and uh, he said that. Dallin Levitt of all the safeties they signed this year outside of, you know, obviously Darnell Savage, the one that had the most guaranteed money when they signed was Dallin Levitt. And I was like, whoa. Now, obviously, he's a special teams contributor, and he's not really in the talk for starting safety. But it just kind of shows you that the way that they bring these guys in, anybody's expendable. Anybody could get cut. And I think competition's huge. If it were me right now, as bad as I hate to say it um, – I, I personally would like to see Rudy Ford and Darnell Savage. Now, Jonathan Owens, we see him in preseason and he flashes. Uh, we can't we can't be above Sitting Savage just because of the salary cap hit, right, Jacob? So, uh, what do you think, man? What do you think about the safety room, Jacob?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's um, like I said today. It looked like a lot of Owens with Savage, but like you said, I really do. I think that Ford deserves the first shot, maybe with Savage, obviously because we're paying him the money, but like you know. Uh, was it Tavarius Moore, Anthony Johnson Jr.? We're gonna see a lot of those guys, I think, in preseason week one, week two, which maybe allows them to shine a little bit. But it's good, to, like you said, take a scatter shot, see if these guys really want to fight to get that position. And I mean, do we typically keep four to five safeties? Is it five a stretch? Is usually four? I'm
2: trying to think. What, we, what did we keep last year, Ryan? Do you remember? Mandy made me take the board down, dude. She scolded me. I'm trying to
3: get the board down.
2: But uh, what, what would you say, Jacob? How many do you know?
3: I thought it was—I f- want to say five, but I don't. Don't quote me on that. I would say that um, the Levitt situation throws a whole wrench in this. Into this, it sports. really does. It's yeah. like Basaccia is such—you know—he he, that's his guy, and if he's getting paid, like you said, that money. I mean, I, I just for the life of me, I would think that if we have to keep five, that's the reason which then maybe does that lean into an offensive line spot, a D line spot, one of the edge or one of the wide receivers. So it's a give and take. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I did see another comment about uh, any status on Brian, uh, Brenton Cox jr. And honestly, like I said, with all these different things going on with the safeties, with the wide receivers being so extended with Gary coming back, I hate to say it, but I feel like we might not get that guy on the 53, but
2: yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough, man. Like I talking about the other day, dude, it's the bottom half of this roster I would put up against anybody's, man. They seem yeah. to be pretty yeah. deep. Yeah. Now, what can the starters do, right? That's what it's going to come down to for sure. Um, I know Ryan uh, and, and John, again, thank you so much for the for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you supporting the stream, man. That means a lot to us. Ryan, dude, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> when When you look at kind of how this roster is completely constructed – it's kind of boom or bust. You know, it doesn't really feel like anything in between. You won't get – you still won't give a win prediction, will you, man?
4: No, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll try to figure out a way to come up with a number, but I just – I can't bring myself to do that. I heard you chatting with Ramage. You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I, I get it. I completely understand. Like I said, I'm in that
2: six to ten range. I swear, man, I don't know if it's I'm just so starved for football or what, but the closer we get to the season, the closer I get to the ten wins. I'm getting so excited. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, Friday night, maybe that'll that'll temper a little bit of that for sure. Um, and we got some comedians in the chat tonight. My God. Now, seeing Janelle dropped in. Janelle, hey, better late than never. We appreciate you running through uh, for sure. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Brad in here rallying the troops, saying hit the likes. Um, I like this one right here, Ryan. Daniel says, Fields is a passing magician. He's going to make more disappear.
4: I love that. That <laughs> cracked me
2: up. <laughs> Where would you rank D.J. Moore? I know you listen to Chicago Sports Talk, and they, they make it sound as if this guy's a top-five receiver. No. Where would you put him? Would you put him top 20, top 25, top 50 in the entire NFL? Where, where would you realistically rank D.J. Moore?
4: Top 32.
2: Top 32? Yeah. All right. Got you. No. All right, cool.
3: Top top right. 32 when he has a decent quarterback. like it, with When he has Justin Fields, I don't even – he might as well be Alan Lazard.
2: Yeah. That could Good be. Point. Good point. point. Jeff in the chat said, Hope he flex Muxgrave out in the red zone and let Jordan throw to him, uh, throw him a one on one jump ball. He's winning that. Yeah, man. He's uh he's he's got the body for it, that's for sure. I'm excited about the read option. I I think people are sleeping on that. I think we're gonna break that out a little bit. I was watching the Patriots game yesterday, Ryan, and uh and Aaron faked that read option. I bet a half a dozen times in that game, and every time he's lunging toward the line like he's running with the football, it's like, bro, they know you don't. You're not going to run the ball. Right. You let Jordan do that once or twice, and watch those guys stay at home when they run that that you know opposite direction inside zone. Um, I think that's going to open a lot of things up for sure. Let's see if we got anything else here in the chat as we get ready to wrap up. You guys got any parting thoughts? And we're not going to focus on the chat once we make the decision. All right, <laughs> that we're out of here. So uh, Jacob, any parting thoughts?
3: uh no i just love the tenacity um matt lafleur talked about the importance of a team building situation traveling on the road for the first time doing these practice situations a chance to build camaraderie what happens within the first you know first joint practice you get a fight and then what was great if you go back and you watch the coverage from the first scruff and scrumble, you watch that aaron jones had to get ripped away by one of it looked like caleb jones or something like that because it looked like a a grown man grabbing his son and just like pulling him to the back and jones if you watch just gets kind of like chucked around and he goes all right and then he shakes it off and he goes around the back other end and then starts another <laughs> scuffle on the other side and it's just like that's great man they got the veterans involved they got the young guys involved they're yeah you know it's not great every single guy goes through a, an age in his life where you're just full of you know what and vinegar and you're ready to go and it's great that these guys are building that that brotherhood together, like, yeah, I don't know if you guys played sports, but anytime you went up against anybody and there was any sort of situation like that where there was a fight, it's like you went home, you went on the bus, you're talking about how you see him push that guy. Yeah, I pushed him too. It was awesome. And then you high five, (laughs) everything's great. And that's what they did, man. They're young. They're like 23. Oh my God, the stupid stuff I did at 23. So I just think it's great. And like this, this whole weekend was better than anything they could have done back at Lambeau anything that they could have done uh, practice wise camaraderie wise um, learning how to travel is a huge thing that I think maybe this is an undertone of what LaFleur wanted for this he wants these guys we've had we we know that it was not okay for us to travel to well across the pond to travel across the United States to go to San Fran anytime we had to travel more than an hour flight or an hour drive we seemed to poop the bed so I think maybe he's trying to get this new squad to learn how to travel and still play and show up. So,
2: Good stuff. Speaking of poop in the bed, Garrett in the chat says, <laughs> I'm more excited than a possum in a Chick-fil-A dumpster. Now you're speaking <laughs> my name. That's what
3: I wanted to read too.
2: <laughs> Ryan, one more question for you, man, before we wrap up. Todd says, how many wide receivers do you all think make the team? I know we talked about the other day. Has anything changed? How many are you thinking, Ryan?
4: I got six. I think six is a good number. I mean, we, we've got the guys on top that are – um, the clear front runners but i also think that we might need some extra bodies just to make sure because we you know we, got, we don't have a lot of experience so i'm i'm leaning six right now
2: got it got it
4: jacob is your change at all
3: uh, just because of the fact that the edge situation and the safety situation are looking like we may carry more than we usually would just because we either are so talented like at edge or we don't know at safety wide receiver it seems like we'd be pretty solid with a group of five or six um, and then also yeah i i, I don't quite want to it's so early right now that i don't want to Ryan's smart he doesn't really put all those those i've already said like blanket statements for like the last three months <laughs> <so> that's gonna <laughs> suck anyways keeping receipts but um, I, no yeah. I'm, I'm excited i'm just excited and i'm not i'm not scared of being wrong this year because we should have bold expectations we should have stupid ridiculous over-the-top expectations or we should have Horrible, depressing, ground-shakingly bad expectations because anything's possible, and you can't be proven wrong at this point because you haven't opened up the cat in the box. I think Thomas Austin said some stupid crap like that once.
2: <laughs> I <laughs>
4: think he was Austin. drunk on water. <laughs> see, <that laughs> water.
2: Daniel in the chat says, "I'm at seven wins. If love stays with this level of consistency, I, I can see that. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm somewhere between six and ten for sure. Goose." In the chat says, I personally cannot wait for a Aguero wheel route from the backfield for a huge touchdown, especially, especially Goose out of twenty-one personnel, get a get a will linebacker matched up on him, let him bite on the play fake and have one of those long wheels where he kind of he kind of hits the B gap, leaks out, and then wheels it off. Come on, dude, we're over here playing Madden on a live stream. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Philip, we appreciate it, buddy. He says great show, thanks, gents. Y'all have a blessed rest of your day. We appreciate you dropping oh. in, man, for sure. Go ahead, Jacob.
3: No, there was um, a couple comments we missed earlier in this asking about Ryan's podcast. Uh, where can you find it? Guys, always up here in the corner. If you want to scan that QR code, that'll bring you to the Packernet podcast page, which has all of our stuff there. So it's a, it's, if you don't have that bookmarked or saved or subscribed to Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, YouTube, go find it.
2: Definitely. Good stuff, man. Yeah. We got, we got several QR code scans yesterday and we appreciate you guys. Checking out the pod again, you got Ryan's Packer Net Podcast, the flagship podcast. Uh, I mean, dude's been doing daily podcasts now for what feels like 23 years. I don't know how he does it with the uh, 13 kids he's got as well. Um, notice the number always changes too. Um, let's see, uh, Hard Knocks last night. I watched it, tuned in, right? I know some people are going, don't say it. No, listen, man, you got to tune in, guys. If you're going to keep your finger on the pulse for – Sixty-five percent. (laughs) Sixty-five percent. We got to get those snaps, guys. We got to get them in. All right, we're out of here. We appreciate everybody dropping through. Thank you for subbing. If you haven't subbed to the channel yet, hit that subscribe button. Like I said, QR code in the upper left. If you uh, if you listen to podcasts on the go, check out the PackerNet Podcast Network. Um, Lots of good stuff. Like I said, Ryan's PackerNet Podcast. You got Jacobs' uh, PackerNet Fantasy Podcast. You got Jake Shavink with his always Draft Season Podcast. And a bunch more, man. We appreciate everybody checking it out. Um, yeah, we're out of here. Any parting thoughts? Anybody else got anything else? We good? Good to go.
3: All Packer, Mr. Right. Dark, call
2: yes. in. Dude, Packer. That's the thing, too, guys. We mentioned this. I'm glad <laughs> you're it in, Jacob. Well, Ryan should know
4: the number. Let's see if he knows the number to his own talk. 608 60- oh. There you go. <laughs> if we didn't get to your chat in here,
2: right, we didn't get to your comment, and you're like, man, I want to be heard. Call that number, leave a voicemail, and you will be on Packernet After Dark. All right, and uh, check it out; it's an awesome show. So, all right, we're out, guys. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, pack, go.
1: The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play on our in our offense. You tell the tackle. Take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down on the first man who is inside. Fullback, we, we tell him, we take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by this and deals inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here. And try to run this play in the alley.